Welcome to the Next Level Life podcast with Christine Corcoran, where I talk all things mindset, motivation, and entrepreneurship. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight, or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner, all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today's episode is all about collaboration. After the recent CryLab excursion, I've been talking to a lot of my clients and have been being asked a lot about collaboration and how it's been useful and beneficial to my business. And so I thought I would jump on and do a podcast today about ways to collaborate, um, what to consider before, during and after collaboration, and the best way to reach out to people to collaborate with. I think it's a really great way to expand your reach and to be able to tap into new audiences and collaboration is a really great way to do that, especially when you're early on in business and it's something that it really helps for you to bounce off other people and other people's audiences. So if you are considering using collaboration in your business, then this is definitely an episode for you. And if you are someone that hasn't considered it, please look at the options of the ways that it can actually help build your business because it is, especially in this day and age with social media, it is a great way to grow your business with just by adding more value to your audience. So why use collaboration? Collaboration is a great way to, t- to reach out to new audiences and to add value to your existing audience. So a really good way to do this is to uncover your ideal client, obviously, originally, and to consider what is important to them and what are they struggling with, not only with based on what you offer, but what is it that you don't offer that you possibly could collaborate with someone that could add that value to your audience. And that can also be beneficial to also help to help you to market your offer, your program, or your product by collaborating with others to get it further out there. So what should we be considering before we collaborate? Ideally, you want to consider what is important to you. You want to under, uncover what your values are in business and what's important to you because you want to make sure that you align you, yourself with someone who also has those similar values. But also, too, you want to align your brand with another brand that is also on the same level of values of what's important to you because that will be what is important to your clients. So there's going to be a reasons or there's going to be important things that they consider when working with someone or spending money with a brand or with a um, product. And so you want to consider what they are before you go and reach out to people because there's no point in reaching out to someone that is completely off brand and doesn't actually add value to your audience just for the benefit, just for the idea of collaborating with someone. The other thing to consider is really important is understanding how it can benefit your clientele without confusing them. Because a lot of the time we'll think, oh, we'll just find someone like me and then I'll get them to collaborate with me and that'll add value. But you want to make sure that you're not collaborating with someone that might confuse your audience and where to spend their money. So if you are seen as an expert in your industry and something that you do, let's let's say you're an accountant. By going out and collaborating with someone else that is an accountant and also offers, offers the same services as you, it will actually confuse your client and they won't know who to work with. They won't know who to choose when they need your services. So making sure that you think think outside the square and go, okay, well, this is what I offer in the realm of what my clients are dealing with and struggling with and experiencing. What else do they need? 
So as an accountant, they obviously have a business and so maybe they meet, need someone for marketing. Maybe they need someone, you know, to support them in their social media. Maybe they need a business coach to actually uncover their ideas and where they want to go with their business before they work with an accountant. Like think about the realm of what your business offers and find someone that does something different, but is still going to be beneficial and, and add value to your clientele. So then it's important to consider how you add value. Again, it's all back down to your ideal client and where they spend their time and how they consume your information. So you want to make sure that you're creating content based on how they consume, how they like to consume their information. So it could be through lots of different avenues. It could be through audio. It could be through video. Just really consider where they like to experience. It could be just an email. It could be blogging. Like there's so many different ways to, to utilize different content, but just making sure that it's based on the way that they want to consume your content. The next thing you want to consider is what your expectations are about the collaboration and what guidelines do you need to set or outline before you collaborate. This is a really important step because if you don't outline what is important to you and what your guidelines are and what your expectations are from the other person before you collaborate, then it can become very messy and people can get hurt. So really important that we understand what that those expectations are from both parties. So you also want to consider the other person in the collaboration as well, because it's you're both tapping into the similar ideal client and you're both going to be able to support each other and being able to outline what's important to you, but also consider what is important to them. What are they, what do they need? What type of value do you need to offer to be able to offer more value to their clientele? So really think about it from both avenues because Collaboration is never one-sided and if you approach it from that aspect of it being one-sided and it's all about what you need, then I guarantee you that relationship won't last very long. So really consider we're always relationship building. We're always helping support each other. And if you consider it from that aspect of how can I support you? How can I actually help reach more people for you? Then that is actually going to set you up with a really strong relationship moving forward and people more likely to refer clients to you, especially in that realm when you're so close and you both have the similar ideal client that if they have someone come to you and then they're like, well, it's not something that I do, but I have someone to refer. It's a really, really strong way to gain new clients because people are coming to you so well um, referred that they automatically want to spend money with you and actually want to spend time with you. So it's a really, really great way to build a really strong relationship for further collaborations. So always being able to keep that avenue open and being able to make sure that you're both getting what you both need out of the collaboration. So then you both walk away happy with it. Because the last thing you want is to walk away feeling like you gave everything and the other person really didn't put in what they said they were going to put in or vice versa. So really being able to consider both needs on both sides. Cool. Then we want to tap into what to consider during the collaboration. As much as we are collaborating to add value to your audience, make sure you're getting something out of it. So like I said before, really being able to set up those expectations and guidelines and making sure that as much as you want to give, because obviously in this, um, I feel in the life of coaching, we often want to give, 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 and that's all good and well, but making sure that that is something to benefit you and your audience and that make sure it's actually valuable because the last thing you want to do is just say yes to a collaboration. And this has happened to me on my podcast and it's something that I really, I had to take a, take a step back and really think about what's important to me, what is important to my audience. And there were guests that I had to say no to because it just wasn't the right fit. 
I want to make sure that I'm offering something different to what they're offering, but also too that I know that they can add value in a really great way. The last thing I want is to have someone on the podcast that doesn't actually align with my values and all they want to do is sell. My podcast isn't about sell. It's about adding, adding education. It's about adding value and about supporting my entrepreneurial audience. It's not about, you know, I've got this amazing program and here's, here's where you should buy it. That's not at all what it's about. So being able to make sure that you're, you know, you can, you can go into a collaboration interview or a, a, me- a meeting, sorry, <laughs> you can actually go and meet with the person beforehand and interview them almost before actually saying yes to the collaboration. And that comes from both avenues. So whether they've approached you for the collaboration or whether you have approached them, just have a chat, go and have a coffee and decide whether they're the right fit for you and your audience. Have a feel and just think about it and, and see if it's going to be the right fit. So I, I spoke at a networking event a couple of months ago and this, uh, I met this girl who organizes these meetups and she was awesome. And I just knew that she was the right fit for my audience as well. So when she reached out and was looking for speakers, I reached out to her. And so we sat, we went and had a coffee, had a chat about what was important to her audience, what she feel felt was missing, what I could possibly speak about. And I always reached out to make sure that I was offering the right, right information that was going to fit her audience because I wanted to wow. I wanted to make sure that it was lots of value to her audience. And what I loved about what she did is actually in that meeting is set up her expectations. She said to me, I don't have speakers that come and sell. It's not about selling your program. It's about adding value to my audience. It's about actually tapping into what's important to them and making sure that you're offering something and speaking that's something that's important to them. So I really made sure that I offered that value and I didn't sell because it's not, it wasn't what it was about. So I loved how she was upfront and honest about that. And, you know, I think that she'd been burnt in the past where someone had come and and sold. And the same thing happened with a friend of mine who runs, runs events. She had someone come and speak and there hadn't been expectations set up in the beginning. And so this person came and basically said it was their event and it wasn't the case. So being able to make sure that you set up the expectations right from the get-go, making sure that you're supporting each other and having that mutual collaboration concept of that mindset of this is a mutual thing. We're supporting each other. It's not about me just helping you or vice versa. During you also need to consider that we're both holding up at the each end of the bargain. So making sure that throughout the process, we're both supporting each other and don't be scared to say, Hey, remember how you mentioned you were going to do this. It's important that we both hold up the each end of the bargain. Awesome. So, and you know, collaboration doesn't have to be scary. Sometimes it can be friendly. It can be something that is so amazing because you can tap into what I love about it is you can really bounce off each other and get great ideas. So I love um, like Facebook lives with someone else. I really struggle by doing Facebook lives on my own because I can't interact with someone and I love interacting with people. So, um, which kind of sounds silly because I do the podcast and that's not necessarily talking to anyone, but I can imagine you guys listening. So I can imagine you're there and I'm talking directly to you. So it's really funny, I guess, when you're on Facebook live and you can see your face, maybe that's different, but you know what I do when I do Facebook lives, I often don't do them on my own, which you probably noticed. I actually make sure that I'm, I have someone else with me because I really find that it helps to bounce off each other and have that real collaboration happening throughout. So then what do you need to consider afterwards? 
One, it's really important to think about how you can maximize the partnership at the end. So making sure, again, you're offering any further support that you could offer, making sure that you're sharing it across social media platforms. And that comes from both, whether you're being collaborated with or vice versa. I actually asked my podcast guests to share it to their network because they want their message out just as much as I do. And it's important that we're both supporting each other in that aspect. So I ask that they do that. Um, Think about any other further way to support each other. Again, always building relationships, so seeing how further you can take it. And it might be about another opportunity or it could be just, you know, connecting with them on Facebook or Instagram or liking their posts, sharing their posts, sharing their their lives or anything like that, really helping to get their reach out even further because it, it's, it works vice versa. And I don't do it in a way that I expect anything back. It's really, really important to consider, to really think about that because when you do it in a way of, oh, well, if I do it for them and then they should then collaborate for back with me, or if I do it for them, they better do it for me. It becomes this real place of scarcity and this real awful energy around it that, um, you know, it's not about keeping score. We're just here to support each other. And I guarantee you that it might not come back in the exact same way, but it'll always come back around. So when you, when you actually go with it at full heart that this person is important and their voice needs to be heard and their message is important and more people need to hear it, then you're more likely to then gain a benefit from that, but also feel good about it within yourself as well. Awesome. So what are some really great ways to collaborate? So as I mentioned, you could do Facebook lives or podcast interviews, Instagram lives as well. You could do Instagram takeovers. You could do guest blogging, YouTube interviews, uh, pre-launch hype interviews as well. So before you've got something to launch, being able to build your audience by going on doing interviews with other podcasts or other um, online publications or any other type of you know TV interviews um, and whatnot. So being able to then get more hype around what you're about to launch before you launch. Um, guest speaking at events is a really great one to do as well. If you're comfortable speaking in front of groups, um, partnering in events. So I did this with my friend Kirsten, like we created the love what you do collective events and that has been epic so far. And again, what I love about that is being able to bounce off each other and everyone has different strengths and different weaknesses and each other can bring something new to the table. And I love that because it's not all on your shoulders. So early on in your business, if you're really struggling to put out more content or you're struggling to um, tap into new audiences, collaboration is a great way to do that, to take the pressure off and being able to support each other through the process as well. Then you could even think about collaborating with people who create retreats. So it could be speaking or running workshops. It could be gifting. It could be doing giveaways or swag bags. So if you have a product that you sell or some type of service that you offer that you'd like to add into gift bags. So there's always massive conferences and events and uh, like, you know, business chicks and things like that. They always do gift bags. So if you think about where your audience is, what other type of events that they go to, and maybe it's about seeing if you can get your stuff into some of their swag bags. Then doing joint ventures. Joint ventures is a really great way as well because it helps set set you up as an expert in your field. So think about, again, what's important to your ideal client, Um, finding someone who can add value to your ideal client and doing something together. So it could be that you do a joint program that you actually support each other. So it could be just a joint workshop where you run one part of the day. Like that's what I did with the CoLab Excursion. You know, I ran part of the business section and the coaching sessions and then Kirsten ran a a section, did 
coaching and then we had Steph from the Soul Echo come through and do photographs for all the women um, who attended. So that's a really great collaboration. So we sat down and thought about our clients and what they want. They wanted a bit of personal development, but they also wanted a bit of business and they also wanted to have new headshots done. So we really used that to tap into different aspects of what was important to someone up and coming in business. So that was a really great joint joint venture, right? Same thing where you can do it with anything else. You could do an online program and have someone collaborate with you to add more value to your uh, participants. You could do um, any other type of large program. It could be a, a, a series of workshops. It could be um, online uh, online programs where you actually have guest speakers on the online programs and whatnot. The other thing also, the last one is also affiliate marketing. So this is where you tap into someone else's email list. So this is where you uh, approach someone to work together as an affiliate. So say that I've got a program to launch and I wanted to do some affiliate marketing, I would find someone with the same ideal client who has a really large email list and really big following. And I would reach out to them to do a joint collaboration so we could both support each other, or it could be just one-sided. So sometimes um, affiliate marketing can also be one-sided because the other person doesn't necessarily have anything to launch. So I see this a lot with, say, Amy Porterfield and Marie Folio, with um, Marie Folio and uh, Christine Hassler, Laurie Harder. Like there's lots of really great people that do affiliate marketing where they know that they have a big following, that their audience would love what they offer, so like Marie Folio with B-School, she actually has this amazing business program that Christine Hassler, who is a coach, and she actually does more um, self-love and spiritual aspects and things, she knows that her audience also likes business. So being able to go on and what she does, so basically they work out um, an agreement where Christine will actually go in and advertise and have something where she'll go, if you join B-School, I'll also give you my program of this and this and this. So it's actually working together to add more value to your ideal clients, but they're getting so much out of it because they're they're basically signing up for both programs or both um, some form of program from each person. It's a really, really great way um, to to really boost your business massively. And the same thing with like if you write a book and you want to actually advertise your book, Affiliate marketing works really well for that, right? So tap into someone else's email uh, list and being able to ask them to, to promote it for you. So if you go on and add add value to that that person's audience. So I've seen this with Lewis Howes as well with um, his books and Brendan Bouchard. So Brendan Bouchard launched the High Performing Habits book and he went on and was interviewed by Lewis Howes on his podcast, which again, added a lot of value to Lewis's audience, but then also promoted his Brendan's book on his email list. So it was an affiliate um, program, marketing program that they worked out together, had an agreement set in place of basically what was to be expected from each each party. Obviously, I don't know whether money changed hands or whatnot, but I would expect so. Um, or it could be just a, I'll get you this time, mate, and you take care of me next time. So when Lewis launches his next book, Brennan could do the same thing for him. So really tapping into different audiences, different email lists to reach more people, it is the way to go to build, to build your business. And if you haven't collaborated in your business just yet, I would strongly suggest you really think about it. Really think about ways that you can add more value to your audience. And it could be, you could start off really small and, you know, just have someone that you interview and get as much insights from that person. Or like I do with my podcast, you know, I don't expect anything from my guests 
but I want to make sure that I'm promoting my guests as much as possible. So if they have something to launch or something to promote, if they've written a book or have a program out there, I want to make sure that I'm giving them the opportunity to talk about that and, and to promote it through my program. Because I know that just the interview is going to be adding lots of value to my audience and they may, my audience may actually benefit from their book or their program. So it's a win-win situation. So I think Lewis Howes talks about, you know, considering how it's, how it could possibly be a win-win-win situation. So if it's winning on both levels of, of each other, but then it's also going to continuously win down the track, then it's always going to be a yes. So how do we reach out to people we want to collaborate with? First, I would suggest that you create a list. Create a list of people that you would love to collaborate with and then go back to what's and create a list of what's important to you, what are your values, um, and what's important to your ideal client. Then I want you to consider how can this person add value to my audience. So go through your list, your wish list of people, and look at how can this person add value to my audience. If it, your morals and your values are very aligned, then that's a yes. Then the next step is can they add value to my audience? Yes. Can you help support them in something? So say if they're like, for for instance, um, I've reached out recently to a couple of people um, that I would like to interview for my podcast. I know one of them has a fit program out and another one has a book that she's just written and is, is about to launch. So I, when I reach out to them, I make sure that the emphasis is on supporting them. The benefit, obviously, is I'm going to get an interview and I'm going to be able to tap into their audience, which they totally are aware of. But I want to make sure that they know that I'm here to support them. So I mention that they've written their book. I congratulate them on it and I offer to be able to support them in the launch. And so I suggest that they come on my podcast. That is as simple as it can get. So being able to show what you have to offer. So if you're reaching out to someone, whether it's via email, by phone, via you know Instagram message, whatever it might be, always lead with what you have to offer. Don't lead with, this is what I am. This is who I am. This is what I do. Really lead with a compliment to begin with. I'm always a firm believer of leading with a compliment. Compliment on what they have achieved or what they are doing really personalize it because people would get requests left, right and center to be able to collaborate with them. So really making sure that you know something about them. You're not going to reach out to some random and just hope that they're going to reach out to you. If there's someone you know, really high end that you're like, you have on your wish list and you just know that you would absolutely love to interview them or work with them in some way, really consider what you have to offer them. And be honest, it's not it's not nothing. You definitely have something to offer them. But making sure that you compliment them, personalize the email or message, and lead with what you have to offer. So if you have access to a lot of people on your email list, if you have an audience of so many, if you have so many listeners on your podcast, whatever it might be, re- leading with that and showing that you're here to support them and you'd like to help promote their program, their book, whatever it might be, and then give them options of finding out more information about you, making sure that it's not a full on massive email, make it short and sweet to the point, nice and subtle, but making sure that it shows that you're here to add value and you're wanting to support them in their launch and their business and their, their creations. So really lots to consider there. So create your wish list. Consider whether they're going to be the right fit for your audience and right have the right values and the right morals for you as well. Create a email or a message that you could possibly use to reach out to these people. 
and then consider how you would like the relationship to go. So like I said before, before you actually collaborate with the person, you want to make sure that you set out your expectations and guidelines and just think about where you would like that relationship to go. When you think about, like when I first started interviewing people for my podcast, I reached out to them. I would create the podcast interview. I'd make sure that I'd follow up with an email, letting them know that the interview was live, how they could possibly post, when I'm going to post it, etc., etc. So they are aware of the information going out into the interwebs, but also that they have then the opportunity to share it even further. I would also ask um, if they suggest to have anybody else that they would like me to interview or they think that would add value to my audience because it gives them the opportunity to, again, support someone else. So they might go, hey, actually, I've got a friend of mine that's written a book or such and such that, you know, and it's totally up to you. You can reach out to them. They can connect you. You can reach out and you can decide whether they're going to be the right fit. You don't always have to say yes. I had someone reach out to me via email regarding an interview for my podcast and I just knew that they weren't the right fit just from looking through their their media file that I just didn't think it would be the right fit. So I politely declined and said just didn't think it was the right time or the right fit for my audience right now. So just being able to or you know letting them know that it might be something in the future but at this point in time your podcast interview list is, is quite large. So whatever it might be being able to really align with it because there'll be times where you'll just say yes and you'll regret it later. Uh, So just making sure that you have your values and morals in line and that the guys are aligned with that, but also then consider what your expectations and guidelines are and really think sort of big picture, take it to the next level of really, where do you see this going? What are the extra benefits of collaborating with this person and really think big picture on how you can maximize it? Because Sometimes things happen and you don't maximize it enough because there should be like, if you're, if you've got, if they've got a really massive audience, you need to really tap into that. So making sure that you're boosting posts directly to people who are their friends on the, on social media, making sure that you're emailing it out to your whole email list, um, more than once because sometimes those emails get lost. So making sure that you do it twice in a slightly different way, not the same email making sure that you're maximizing on all the posts that you're doing about it too, making sure it's on your stories, on your feed, as well as, you know, anywhere else that you could possibly post about it, whether it be a Facebook live or or anything like that. So really just consider lots of different ways that you can further advertise and market it because the more interaction that they get from it and even consider saying, you know, on the interview, if you're interviewing someone or some form of, um, collaboration that you actually say to the audience, if you've gotten a lot out of this, please let me or the person know, because that's a really, really great way to get some really great feedback. Because if you get some really great feedback and the other person also gets feedback, then it also helps to boost the relationship. So really working on how to maximize that relationship to the, to the most. Awesome. That is everything I have for you today. I really hope you've got a lot out of today's episode and really consider collaborating because it is a really great way to boost your business and it's fun. And that way it takes a little bit of pressure off you, but you can also really find some really awesome new clients and have some fun with business. It doesn't always have to be so serious. So even if you have anybody that you'd like me to interview for the podcast, if you have any ideas of someone that you think would add lots of value to this audience, please feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook. Also too, if you feel so moved, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps me get my message out there even further. So thanks again and have an amazing week. 
Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode. So please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week. And here's to taking your life to the next level.